Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Verstappen and his future or maybe not his future in F1. Um, I'm joined by Abby. Abby, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Ollie. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, we have James in the south of France who looks like he is absolutely boiling. Are you okay? Are you alive? It's <sighs> just about 39.8 degrees and I'm locked in a windowless loft. Uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, I'm great. Uh, <laughs> well, you've answered how you are, so I'll let you move on to Sam. It sounds like a torture chamber that you're in. Um, Sam, uh, how are you? Are you in a torture chamber? Not this evening. <laughs> that's that's, that's the other night. evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to go too far into my personal life already uh, on the podcast. I've been training my mum and my stepdad's dog uh, in, <laughs> in the time we've been away. Um, I like how James mentioned the point eight to be like, you know, like I'm almost six foot. It's one of those. It's like I'm almost at forty See, degrees. I, I mean, I could have called it forty, couldn't I? But you could have. You, you accuracy could. is important. I'd have let you have it. Yes, um, and there is our name Formula Nerds, the point eight. Um, now, Abby, would you like to intro what we're going to be talking about today? It's about Verstappen, and is is he going to stay around or is he not? Well, that is the question, because we have seen Verstappen in the past be quite vocal about the direction of F1 and the growth that they're taking the sport. And now he has come out saying that he doesn't see himself staying in the sport if he is racing midfield. And also, he sometimes questions... Is it still worth it? So what Verstappen has said is, I don't see myself touring around in the midfield for three years. Then I would rather stay at home or do something else. 
But again, I don't see that happening. However, he does say that people may think he makes a lot of money. What is that guy whining about? But it's about well-being, how you experience things and not how much you earn. I sometimes think I have to do too many things. Then I think, is it still worth it? And there he's one touching on the dominance in the sport, the travel that comes with F1. He's been against the growth of the calendar, which is 24 races in 2024. But also the things outside of actually racing on track including simulator work and marketing, doing media, etc., etc. So now he's stirred up some rumours about whether he will actually stay in F1 beyond his contract with Red Bull, which ends in 2028. It's interesting because people say it's about the money. And he's on pretty much the same salary as Lewis, isn't he? So, I mean, the, the, the guy's not scratching around for pennies. Um the travel, he's now got a private jet to deal with that problem. Um, I assume it's it's nicer than, you know, getting on those chartered flights, poor guy. Um, but really, it does just seem like, it, from my point of view, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, he doesn't like the the fluffy stuff that goes goes along with racing, right? He doesn't want to be doing these um, bouncing around on a pogo stick for Sky Sports. That's just not Max, and I, he seems to be a bit fed up with it. Well, who does that remind you of? Kimi Raikkonen. How long did he stay? (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, how long did Kimi... On paper, Kimi should have retired. Well, when he did, 2009. Got his championship, thanks. But he came back because he loved it. And he did all the stupid... I I think he... He also wasn't very good at running. Well, he did end up on his roof once or twice. But, but yeah, he did all the the stupid Sky Sports things. I remember him being on a hovercraft once. Uh, But, (laughs) Max, I think he just... He he is most obviously a racer. Maybe the most of anyone on the grid. And you see that in the fact that his downtime isn't, you know, fashion or skiing or snowboarding or whatever. It's uh, iRacing. He goes and races virtual cars against regular people. He just... He just can't get enough of it. So I th- I think in truth, people are just... Every time Max says something like that, and he's always no-nonsense, isn't he? They're like, oh, maybe you'll retire. Maybe we'll have an exciting season again. That's the feeling I get. I, I, I absolutely love that as a, as a concept of... I'm, I, I'm bored of bullying these 19 other world-class <laughs> athletes. I'm going to pick on the average people now too. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, but I know what he means, but he also to a degree comes across a little bit like a petulant child. If I can't win, I don't want to do it. And that kind of, Abby, what was it about the health and well-being he said? It was about why he's like he's got distaste against F1 because people were saying, oh, he makes a lot of money, so why is he whining? And he's saying it's not just about the money. It is about how the sport affects you and your mental well-being and how you experience things as a whole. Money right, okay. helps, so done it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's say he makes more in a year than he needs in, to, for the rest of his life. So, you know, he, he could retire today and still live a life of luxury until he passes away. Um no, actually, no. It was it was a bit more when he was about touring around, touring around the mid, in the midfield. It was like kind of it just comes across a little bit like holier than thou. Like I'm too good to do that. It I don't think it really kind of comes across the way he would maybe wanted to, or maybe he doesn't he doesn't mind. It, that's not his concern. But and it can happen to the best drivers, Fernando Alonso. Like yeah. everyone has accepted, he is one of the three star performers still in his forties. 
And yet he spent how long in a midfield car? A decade, pretty much. Yeah, and you look at Lewis Hamilton now, it's almost a dig at Lewis Hamilton who's hanging around the midfield, right? Well, if I was in the midfield... Well, he's not in the midfield, though, is he? I think if he was worst, Yeah, one or two races. Uh, But yeah, I think if Lewis... I think if Mercedes were still struggling to get out of Q1 and Q2, Lewis would be gone by now. But also, it's, it's in again, his point about I, I don't like doing the fluffy stuff. I get that because George Russell, actually, funnily enough, at the British Grand Prix, it was a hot topic, the length of the calendar, because the 2024 calendar had just been announced. And he said, look, I don't mind the number of races. I, I'm a racer. I, I, you know, I, I love doing what I do. I would happily take more races if it, let, if it meant less PR commitments. The irony being that he'd literally a few days before uh, filmed a thing for Sky where he got to go in a like a Navy fighter jet, and it was all very oh, top yeah. gun. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, so so oh, you don't want to do the really ones. sucked. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you be selective with the ones that are really, really fun and you know ridiculous. Just ticking stuff so it's off a bit like, people's bucket lists and be like, oh, that was a real drag. Exactly. Like, so it's I I, I get that also from Max's perspective, but it comes. It, there are certain things you have to accept when you are a high-level athlete. There are things that you will not like about it, and you have to do those things. A bit like, you know, when Charles Barkley kind of famously said, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete, I'm not a role model. But I, I get that, I appreciate that, and actually I'm probably, to a certain degree, lean to more, more towards that. Raise your own children, don't expect athletes to do it for you, but also you do get negative aspects to any job. You just have to deal with it. The world media want to hear from you. And I guess a, a large part of this is it's human nature, right? When you've got everything you want, you, you want something else. Or, or when you've got this, you want that. And Verstappen, he's he's blitzing through these records, right? And at the moment, as we record this, you know, Red Bull are on track to win every race this year. Verstappen is going to um, break far more records. And maybe this is a point of... It, it, what's next because once you've done it you've done it and maybe max isn't in it for the for the nine world championships or the or the 10 or or however many but i find it interesting because the max verstappen that we saw come into f1 didn't have this attitude you know he went into toro rosso and he, he he showed what he was worth and fighting in the midfield teams was the exciting thing watching max do that so Abby, do you think this is a change, Max? Do, we, do you think we, we're seeing a... Well, we are seeing a very different Max than join the sport, but one thing remains the same is that he is still a, a pure racer. He definitely is. And like you say, James, he his hobby is racing. I mean, he's even created like his own racing team that shows you his dedication to the sport, whereas you have like Lando and Science playing golf. And Lewis said he loves vacationing more than racing sometimes and it does speak to max's character i think now yes he is dominating and he clearly thrives dominating at the front and that but it is kind of he's got two world championships he's got his contract it's an it's an easy fight for him really his teammate isn't up to the same level no one else can touch him when he's in that red bull so he's not really having to fight against anyone and it's not challenging him exactly and if it's not challenging him, then it's not going to be as enjoyable or as fun. So he's like, okay, I've got the championships. What more can I do now? 
It's been a very steady ascent for Max, hasn't it? I mean, you talk about him being in Toro Rosso and racing that. Oh, yeah, cool. He was 17, man. <laughs> like, of course <laughs> yeah. he was happy to race in the midfield. Yeah. Uh, and then, but once you've had a, a taste of the higher up the grid, I think, yeah, I, I can understand why you wouldn't really fancy scrapping over P8 when, I mean, you've gone from, yeah, racing in the midfield for a year, coming winning your first race in a top team. And then, yeah, a few years of frustration, not quite getting there. Then, I mean, one of the, title battles for the ages and then basically domination like where do you go from there i i kind of understand yeah like why if he was stuck in a midfield team if he if somehow 2026 red bull absolutely flunked it and went down to yeah fifth best car i think he'd be gone after a year and i don't think he's just those those aren't just words i think he would with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's not satisfying or fulfilling when you are easily winning championships. He wants 2021 again. He'll say he doesn't because it's grueling, but he wants or maybe somewhere in between. Almost like the Lewis and Vettel years, where for the first half of the year, Lewis, it was a real tight fight, and then Ferrari and Vettel would capitulate, and Lewis would end up winning the title seemingly quite easily. I think he kind of wants that. And I've, have I ever mentioned about the, the, the Jim Carrey interview where he was talking about his kind of mental health and how he had achieved everything he could ever want in life. He was the highest paid actor in Hollywood. He had, was absolutely smashing it. He's Jim Carrey. And he, that's when he felt the least fulfilled, the most empty. The, he was like, well, where do I go from here? What do I do yeah. now? I can't top this. I, I get why mentally that's very, very draining. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and if you're... I mean, on a, a far lower level, you know, like if you go and play football every week, um, if you find yourself as the best player, it's great for like a few weeks and you're like, oh yeah, this is, you know, big fish in a small pond kind of thing. And then it gets kind of boring and yeah, you, you want a, a different challenge. So maybe he will search for a different challenge. I think there's there's another dimension to this, which is Max doesn't seem to deal with having the target on his back very well, um, where obviously if you're winning, everyone's out for you. Um, but, you know, Lewis has been making comments about how the FIA should change things. And um, Max has been really negative about these 2026 regulations. And it does seem like he is somewhat worried about it, or he, he, he may think that it's going to get rid of his advantage unfairly to try and slow the Red Bulls down. And obviously we know he's out of contract at 2028. Um do, do you think that that bothers him that everyone is out for Max and maybe that because the sport is, as some say, getting a bit boring with him dominating, that there's going to be some sort of manipulation to try and bring it back down? Do you think that's on his mind at all? It's difficult to say because I think that, as we've kind of discussed, you need you need that tension, you need that conflict, that fight for it to be satisfied. Or you want to feel like you've grinded out a 1-0 win you know you don't want to win 6-7-0 it's boring um, but I also think that you don't get to this level of sport unless you want to 
or you have the mentality to win that you are that good that you can perform at that level when it's all on the line and i think that he says that but i think he also does thrive in being that person i don't think he cares i think he wants that kind of target on his back i just i think the balance is just slightly off uh for him at the moment i think he's i don't think he's necessarily worried about the sport like manipulating it manipulating it to make red bull slower and close the field more i think perhaps he just wants a bit more of a challenge but not so much new so many new changes that it comes easily because he's he loves fighting at the front as we've said and he still wants to fight at the front given his touring around in the midfield comment but he does need that challenge and if the 2026 regulations are terrible as he said and i think a couple of other drivers have also commented on them not being as good as what they would have hoped then it does bring a lot of things into question but I think for Max, he just loves racing and he wants to race. And at the moment, he's not racing because there's nobody to race. If he's on pole, then it's literally just the open track in front of him and nothing else. Well, it's, it's exactly that. It's, the, as I kind of said before, he needs that tension. He needs that level of competitiveness. And I don't for a second think that Max is running scared or he's trying to hold off there being a tight fight, surely Max Verstappen backs himself against absolutely everyone. And if there's one person, hypothetically, I'm speculating slightly here, that he might not back himself against, it would be Lewis Hamilton, right? And maybe that's why Lewis Hamilton catches the um, the, the stray bullets more often than other drivers from, from Verstappen and Red Bull. And much like how, you know, likewise, a lot of the th- D- Diggs Lewis makes are about Red Bull. He's talking about dominance a lot more than he was when he was in the most dominant car. So, you know, make of that what you will. Yeah, you're right. It is quite funny seeing Lewis on, on the other side of things. Um, and, and to what you just said, there, there was a, something Max said back in May. I've just found the quote. Um to your point, Sam, he said, I would never admit that I am not the best in the paddock. And I think that's all you need to know about Max Verstappen. So will he stay? Won't he stay? Um, It's going to be an interesting few years. I think if the sport rubs him up the wrong way, he may move on to other things. And I think that's, uh, we're we're sort of all in agreement there. It's not about the records for Max. It's about um, true racing, right? But um, interestingly, during our conversation, we lost James McKenzie because his laptop overheated in the um, 39.8 degree heat in France. So uh, I will say thank you for him. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was was really, I was waiting to make a point. Um, Yeah, no, James was just frozen with his, his finger in the air. <laughs> One thing he's definitely not is frozen. Um, but so I will thank you both. Um, Abby, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's been a good show. And Sam, thank you. Very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it indeed. Well, let us know your thoughts. Will Verstappen stay or will he go? Um, info at formulanerds.com. Let us know. We'll read it out on the next show. I think you've just found your outro music as well, Ollie. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Um, But we will be back for, this weekend, the Dutch Grand Prix. So make sure you join us for the review of that. But until then, thank you very much and goodbye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go.
Social Podcast Network.